Caden, I'm another year older, another year wiser. How, how old are you? I'm 26. I know. I know. I'm practically one foot in the grave at this point. Wait, 20, 26. That's the year you can rent a car. 25 is the year you can rent a car. Fuck. (laughs) And I still haven't done it. Damn it. I'm not 25. You're not. Oh, that's right. You turned 25 this summer. You're, you're old. I'm super old. I'm a spring. I'm a spring chicken. I have all of my youth and vitality, my whole life ahead of me. I know. And then at 26, you know, the, the curtains start to draw closed and you start to reflect. Um, and I think now would be a good time. If you have any questions for my aged wisdom to just kind of throw those out there and I can help you out, you know, cause I'm so oh, yeah. old and so wise. Yeah. Rachel, now that you're 26 and filled to the brim with wisdom. Yeah. Uh, how do you think we're going to get, how are you going to get us to the moon again? Oh, that is such a great question. Um, yeah, because like we've done it before in your lifetime, right? And so. Yes, yeah. The first moon landing was uh, when I was in college, uh, as we all remember. <laughs> um, I remember. I, I remember and Buzz, Buzz Lightyear took the first step on the moon. Buzz Lightyear took the first step on the moon. I watched it from the bistro. Um, I think it's a lot less about how we're going to get to the moon because, you know, I think that the answer to that is actually incredibly clear Um, and it is rocket boots. Um, But the the question is not how we're going to get to the moon. It's how are we going to make the American... God, that's so funny. Oh my God. How are you so wise? You're a veritable infant. is not how we're going to get to the moon it's how we're going to overthrow the the moon president once we get there <laughs> is, the, is Buzz Lightyear the moon president Just yeah he stayed the there to... not a lot of people know that he actually didn't come back who who he um who came back and who we thought was Buzz Lightyear coming mm-hmm. back from the moon um was actually really just a lot of moon dust packed into a spacesuit with a yeah. cut out of Buzz Lightyear in the helmet. You know, I, I remember the interviews with Buzz like after the moon landing and, and he it, seemed a little different. I thought it was just because of like the loss of bone density or whatever. Yeah, and he, he seemed stiff and he seemed quiet and people were yeah. like, wow, he really saw some stuff while he was right. on the moon. <laughs> he really in, saw some shit on the moon. <laughs> when in reality, he was building a colony to come dominate Earth. Yeah, and now, and then he was just a big pile of space dust. And it's, it was also weird at like how when Buzz got back to Earth, he never took off the helmet. Yeah, uh, I remember sort him, of weird. I remember him doing a spread for GQ um, where he was in the spacesuit with just swim trunks over the spacesuit and thinking like, what an odd, like, do they think we don't know who he is? Like, but but now we know it's because he was uh, he was still on the moon. Yeah. Um, and his, his body though, like chiseled did seem stone-like. Yes. Um, yes. which I just thought was like some sort of Photoshop magic. Yes, Um, absolutely. I thought it was just lighting, you know, but, uh, but in reality, he's been up there on the moon and really what he's been working on, um, 
aside from the world domination has also just been getting cable up there. Um, so we'll, we'll work on that. He's like, I fucking, I need to watch Friends reruns. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know they're reruns because when he went up there, um, you know, Friends was still airing live. Um, so he <laughs> actually, he doesn't know whether or not Rachel got off the plane. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so true. And like, he, he, he was in the middle of the last episode of Friends when they launched him into space. He got, he got like, cable no. working up there for five seconds and Ross went, did she get off the plane? And then it cut out. And he's been vengeful ever since. <laughs> uh, so this is a podcast. Um, it's called Terrible, um, where we talk about things that that we think are terrible. Um, and I'm one of your hosts. Uh, I'm Caden Croston. And I'm Buzz Lightyear. And I'm here with Buzz Lightyear. Buzz, <laughs> Buzz it's an honor. Caden, what's your first terrible thing? First thing I want to talk about uh it's elvis impersonators okay um because (laughs) i'm like already on board (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing buddy like why like like i understand a few elvis impersonators right but there are like, a lot of Elvis impersonators. there's hundreds of thousands of Elvis impersonators. Why do you think that is? I don't. I, Why are like, there so many more Elvises than there are any other impersonator? I don't know. It's it's become like a, it's like a clown for adults' birthday parties. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you you pass what? a certain age and you no longer have a clown. You have an Elvis. You have Elvis. Which, singing hunk of burning love <laughs> yeah like why did we turn the clown the humble beautiful clown into the rock and roll boy <laughs> man i think that is such an indictment of the way we treat artists <laughs> once he was a respected rock and roll musician and now he is a literal party clown <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just it's just it's such a weird thing Mm, like absolutely it's, it's bizarre it's, and it's it's weird I like I can't even really put into words how weird it is that yeah that so many that it's like a legitimate profession that yeah. like can be done um yeah because it's not like when it's not like the people who are like Disney princesses for a kid's birthday or something because there's there's a level of immersion there in childhood where like you think it's the real Elsa or whatever but like adults know it is not the real Elvis so you know it's an actor in a costume yeah for sure so I want to read you this absolutely just unhinged quote from mm-hmm. the Elvis impersonator yeah. uh, Wikipedia page. Um, so this says, according to Gail Sweeney, um, and the, the, this is a long quote, so I'm going to sort of cut into the middle. True impersonators believe they are chosen by the king to continue his and that word is capitalized, uh, work and judge themselves and each other by their authenticity and ability to channel Elvis's true essence. True impersonators don't do Elvis for monetary gain, but as missionaries to spread the message of the king. What? 
it's a, it's like a cult. I don't, I what? don't, be, I do not believe the Elvis impersonators believe. Like, I don't know who Gail Sweeney is and Wikipedia does, is not inclined to tell me. They just sort of name drop that and they're absolutely buck wild quote. Oh my God. I got to find out. I'm looking at Gail Sweeney. I, there's, I, there's no way that a majority of Elvis impersonators actually feel this way about, about being an Elvis impersonator. I think it's just a job in entertainment or it's like a fun hobby. Like there's no way they think they're fucking missionaries for the message of the king. What is happening? That's- um, Professor Guile Sweeney of Syracuse University is who no. we're talking about here. <laughs> okay, sorry, Gu- Guile Sweeney. No, you're good. Uh, um, oh my God. This is like the entirety of that professor's research. Oh, maybe it is, maybe it is Gail, but anyway. I don't know. But what? <laughs> what do you, what? She has a paper published in 1996 titled The King of White Trash Culture, Elvis Presley and the Aesthetics of Excess. Why is she so... <laughs> why is she so into it and, and like i like maybe that maybe it's real like maybe this is like actually true oh my god according to gail sweeney elvis impersonation offers a spectacle of the grotesque the display of the fetishized elvis body by impersonators <laughs> who use a combination of christian and new age imagery and language to describe their devotion to the king it sounds like gail sweeney has some real fucking beef with Elvis impersonators. Yeah. I mean, like me too, but Gail. <laughs> but damn, Gail you, Gail. you committed a career to the slander of the Seriously. Elvis impersonators. But also like the way she describes it is incredibly cult-like. And I wonder how true yeah. that is. I've never, I've never I met an know. Elvis impersonator. I wonder if it I, is like that talking to them about their career. So I, I did, uh, I went to a, a training conference um, for a job that I had. Um, where they hired an Elvis impersonator. What job was this? I I can't tell. I'm not. Oh, you're right. You You shouldn't tell me on the air. (laughs) Oh my god, but I'm so curious. Tell me later. (laughs) I'll tell you later. Anyways, they they hired this uh, Elvis impersonator to perform for this room of of hundreds of of employees. What? Uh, And the the scene was dismal like (laughs) like elvis got up there on stage it was like a post-lunch sort of like oh my god it wasn't even in the evening no it was like a matinee performance from an elvis impersonator yeah it was in between like elvis had a had a better paying gig later that night no it was in between seminars oh my god in between training seminars were you where what set the scene a little where were you were you in like a conference center yeah, we were like at a giant oh. conference center. Uh, well, oh we were God. at like a hotel that was like also yeah. like a conference center um, yeah. where you would have big, these sort of big like training events because it was like a big like hundreds of people sort sure. of thing. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, Elvis gets up there and he's the sort of Elvis impersonator that does not actually sing, I don't believe. Um, and like lip sync. I think he lip synced yeah. um, and he dances. He doesn't play the guitar. They just play the song over, over the loudspeakers. Um, and what he, a grim performance. Yeah. And so, and, and, and to be fair, 
this isn't his fault. No, God, no. <laughs> like, like the thing, not... if you want to, if you want to impersonate Elvis for your job, fucking do you, dog. If yeah. you can get paid for that, hell yeah. But like, <laughs> but, so, so, so Elvis gets up there and does this performance in front of a huge room of people that give him a lukewarm reception at oh. best because we're all so fucking confused. Like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, I thought why? this was... <laughs> I thought this was business ethics. <laughs> yeah, like, and and <laughs> and here's what's like especially wild to me. And this again is not Elvis's fault. It is the yeah. people who put on this conference totally. of spending probably a decent amount of money yes. on an Elvis impersonator for a conference for a nonprofit organization. Like, I would maybe get it if it was like a big. Like, like a real business but like people make donations to this organization and they spend they, them on an Elvis and they spend them on an Elvis impersonator where everyone in the room was like uh okay oh my god and I can imagine the age group of this audience was also maybe not an age group largely of people who would have a bunch of personal connection to Elvis well I was definitely I was probably one of the younger people I was probably the youngest oh gotcha that's interesting um I would I would guess if I was probably tied (sighs) for youngest person in the room oh Um, my god woof dog it was so (laughs) bad and so I will say I was probably less enthusiastic about it than most people, but I would not say the reception of the room wasn't. No. It was mostly just confusion and some people trying to be into it, but like very forced where they're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to clap uh, along, but just because it feels like what I should be doing, yeah. I don't want to make Elvis feel bad. Did they try and tie the performance to any particular like theme of the conference or was it just like no, and here's it, it Elvis. Was just, it was just that it, the conference was in Memphis so it was God, that's just, so weird and embarrassing it's just because Elvis impersonation is a big thing in Memphis because it's his hometown wow. well um, lord knows there are absolutely no live musicians that are in Memphis anymore that could have performed at a conference right <laughs> yeah for sure um Memphis so. is notorious for its dead music scene so. <laughs> absolutely of just hundreds of Elvis impersonators and no one else to choose. <laughs> and no one else. I want to tell you about this article I found. Yes. Um, that is from 2020. So it's yes. from, it was from a year ago, basically. Um, and it's called Can Elvis Rise Again? The Presley Estate's earnings have slipped in the past decade, but a new team is hellbent on overhauling his image. Hellbent. Oh God, that's not a team you want hellbent on doing anything. <laughs> I, yeah, no. Um, Elvis Presley may have died 43 years ago, but on a recent morning in Midtown, New York, plans are underway to resurrect him. <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? They, they have brought in the town mage. They have brought in a priest. We will do what it takes to they bring have, his soul back to his body. dug up the brain of Elvis that they kept in a jar like JFK's brain. <laughs> and they have implanted it into the best Elvis impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> this'll get sales up says executive of the company um no um, how are they gonna resurrect elvis uh they are um they're going to 
<laughs> this is so fucking funny. Uh, there's going to be an Elvis filter on Snapchat. <laughs> oh my God, that'll do the trick. That'll fucking do it, huh? That's, I mean, that's all I think of when I think of like, what What does this company need to be doing differently to draw in the youths? And the answer yeah. is Snapchat, the currently still popular app <laughs> platform yeah. that people do use sometimes. <laughs> Like, you know, these people are in touch uh, because they're, you know, they're in touch because they're like, yeah, we can definitely succeed at making Elvis a thing still. Um, But one of the other projects is a, uh, (laughs) a television, an animated television series coming to Netflix next year, which would be this year. Oh my God. What is it called? I haven't seen hide or tail of that thing. I don't know what it's called. Oh, uh oh no it's called agent king the show will aim for a bojack horseman feel oh god what a which, bad vibe to which aim I, for which i think if you're if you're saying that you haven't watched bojack horseman. i was gonna say like if you're saying that if you're trying to resurrect someone's career putting aligning them with bojack horseman is the last thing you should yeah, do I, I don't think that you want to turn elvis into a bojack horseman oh my god Woof. <laughs> um and so what so these are all like people managing the elvis estate like people who have been put in charge like a company i guess who has been put in charge of managing the estate of elvis Boy, time for so, elvis's see, descendants to get a new pr firm yeah so at the head of the table ceo jamie salter confidently promises that next year will be quote probably the biggest year in the history of elvis presley wow that is such a fun they're gonna get a Which snapchat filter because... and bojack horseman and that's gonna be bigger than elvis's entire career it's gonna be bigger than when elvis was alive <laughs> 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 that, like that is what they're saying they're not saying the biggest year of elvis since no, he died they're the, saying the biggest year, of, year elvis of elvis period ever Oh my yeah. god, that's <laughs> just is... so misguided. It's so misinformed. No one should ever have said those words. No, and I can't, they... I cannot oh. believe. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so embarrassing for them. Uh, okay, so so this article, um, it just it just keeps going and it somehow wow. keeps getting worse, at least yeah. at least for me. Um <laughs> so um so it, the article starts talking about how like Elvis Presley and like other other rock and roll stars uh, of the era have like mm-hmm. been seeing a, a decrease in popularity. And so Jeff Jample, uh, and I could be pronouncing that wrong, who who represents the the estates of Janis Joplin and the Ramones. Um, basically, he just manages estates. Uh, he recalls mm-hmm. a recent dinner with friends in their 30s and 40s. Um, and he says, I said, I'm going to the bathroom now. And when I come back, I want the title of three Beatles songs. And you can't use your phones, he recalls. Uh, in which their is 30s the and most, 40s? Which is just like ignoring that. That's the most pretentious fucking thing I've ever heard someone That's do. so true. I'm, I'm going, going to the, the bathroom. bathroom. Here's your homework. Fuck yeah. you. Name some Beatles songs. Like, like no, I'm going to eat dude. my chicken cutlet, you piece of shit. Like, yeah. no. Also, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that there is a, like, I understand there are a lot of people who don't like the Beatles or don't listen to the Beatles and like, that's fine. But like, I feel like at this particular dinner party and the sounds of the demographic that would attend a dinner party hosted by this man, they all know at least three Beatles songs. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so th- this whole thing feels fabricated and absurd. Yeah. Um, that's but anyways, ridiculous. it says upon his return, they told him they'd come up with one daydream believer, a hit by the monkeys. 
that's where we're that's no where we are. that's such bullshit that's no one knows the monkeys better no, than the fucking no one beatles knows no fucking way better than a beatles no song. i call bullshit absolutely absolutely, not. absolutely it's bullshit um <laughs> but but then but then so so he says that's where we are with the beatles jample size imagine where we are for anybody else and that's the reality oh my god his life is so <laughs> hard reality, huh? his life okay. is so hard but what, what really gets me what really gets me about this whole thing is him acting surprised about people not knowing music from like the 50s anymore like yeah we've moved on people have made more music since then right. and we listen to different shit and that's not bad right. no. like i'm sorry i don't want to listen to songs from the 50s well, there's more recent stuff that appeals to me more and to everyone more and i don't want to keep listening to the same right. shit all the time that's well, also, boring if it's if it's his job to reinvigorate estates and old artists then do your goddamn job like it's not (laughs) our job to make sure everybody knows the beatles dude that sounds like literally your problem like man no one knows the beatles oh my god that's so that's so fucking pretentious yeah i'm listening to 100 gex because it fucking bangs oh my god (laughs) oh you like music (laughs) jesus oh my god this is this just goes into the the file folder that you and i keep uh of things that men have ruined (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so anyways (sighs) that's uh that's that's elvis that's elvis impersonated hot diggity hot Um, diggity so yeah uh what's what do you have what's terrible for you can i want to talk about that i think it's terrible that i didn't get cast in season two of the circle (laughs) that is terrible because you apply i did so for those of you not in the know for the for those of you who don't like me devour every reality show that comes out like a horrible bag of hot cheetos um the circle is a reality show it's 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 on it's it was originally from the uk and then uh it's moved to netflix for the us um and france and brazil um but there's this uh apartment complex in the uk all of the contestants um stay in like a small one-bedroom apartment for like eight weeks or something and they can only communicate via like text chat and games played on this fake social media platform called the circle um and the the whole premise is that at the end of each week there are rankings um and they rank who is like who they like the best and then like the the people who are the least popular are blocked and voted off the show but like the twist is like when you're playing on the circle you can play as anyone's like a lot of people are playing as themselves but like some people are catfishing they're playing as people who they are not or who don't exist um or as it looks like from the season two trailer like they're playing as famous people and we don't know if that's actually the famous person or not um but so so i uh i love reality television i'm a real sucker for a good reality show and i particularly love the circle largely because the first season of the circle ended up being a lot more wholesome than that trash ass synopsis makes it sound like it ended up actually being kind of lovely in some ways um and it it was a ton of fun and so like I would there are a lot of reality shows that I love and that I watch that I would absolutely never go on you will have to the you you would catch me dead before you would catch me on the bachelor like absolutely (laughs) not it's not happening um unless Tyler Cameron was the bachelor but that's a whole other story but (laughs) so so I so I but but we were just locking down for quarantine um, in, so it was around 
April or May of last year, I think in 2020, when they announced the open casting call for the second season. And I was like, you know, we're already quarantining. I live alone. So that's really not that different from what I'm doing anyway. Like I could probably do this and have a lot of fun with it. And so I did, I sent in an audition tape for the circle and it was not good. I put very little effort into it. And the other thing like on the application, they were like, um, describe your relationship with social media and like link your account just like as we notoriously know I cut off all of my social media except Instagram last year because I cannot handle it responsibly and I am horribly addicted to it which I think um, is what they want they want you to be horribly addicted. I know exactly so like there was there was absolutely no chance of me getting on this show but they uh later like earlier this winter they were like we still haven't like the circle hasn't started filming yet or whatever but like here's this other show we think that like a lot of you would be a good fit for and they sent this other show that sounded terrible it sounded like survivor um which is like first off that exists already second off no um but then they that was a lie because i just saw a trailer for season two of the circle like a week ago and i was not cast in it and i'm very fucking bitter not not as far as you know oh my god i've been on the circle this whole time <laughs> Kaden, circle, are but... you real <laughs> <laughs> um i yeah. don't know um, um... Now the the circle I've actually I do not watch very much reality television um but but my roommate got into it for a while so I've actually seen a couple episodes yeah. of the circle uh, and it was it was pretty entertaining it's fun it's very yeah. entertaining it's a really low stakes for the viewer thing um yeah. not low stakes for the player if you when you get like a hundred grand which like also Dang. I wouldn't sneeze at um but uh no it's it was a lot of fun there were some really fun personalities on the first season um and like I don't know not to not to be a, a toot your own horn asshole but like I feel like I would potentially be entertaining to watch on reality tv yeah. um and so like so but so here's the thing my audition tape uh I'm not gonna lie I was really stressed about getting it done and so I put it off to the last minute and then I yeah. didn't try very hard because I was like well I've got to get it in um so like I'm not wearing any makeup I'm just sitting at my kitchen table it had to be under a minute which was very oh, hard you had to explain you had to answer all these questions like why do you want to be on the circle like what do you think you would bring to the show what would you do on the show like how would you win the like, 100 grand and geez. you have 60 goddamn seconds so I was like just like talking as fast as I possibly could into my goddamn iPhone camera that was propped up in like eight books yeah Um, do they they also make you like because everyone who talks on the show because they're supposed to be communicating through this like social network they speech to text all of their messages oh my god I should have typed and talked at the same time (laughs) so they're always like like I forget what they say but they're like start sentence and then they like oh yeah circle message and it's just so funny yeah well so that kind of goes into what I really want to talk about which is Kaden um obviously there will be a season three of the circle and so I would like for us to brainstorm some ideas for what I can do to get cast next time and guarantee yeah. myself a spot on the circle how to get yourself cast or what your strategy would be if you got if you got on both because I think that strategy is really a key part of what they're looking for they're looking for people who are really going to shake things up so so what was what was your strategy my strategy was to play as myself and clearly that was a weak strategy yeah so so very so don't be yourself regardless of whatever your fourth grade teacher said like you can be anything and what you shouldn't be what you should be is not you what (laughs) who is the most outrageous character I could probably get away with playing well it's a great question Buzz Lightyear (laughs) Buzz Lightyear uh our favorite moon man um 
Elvis Presley. Yes. <laughs> a lot of impersonation talk on this one. Yeah. Well, like a lot of people play as like, they'll do something that's like close to home. Like one of the guys, my favorite guy from the first season played has his, as his own girlfriend. I saw that hysterical. and that was weird. And that he was, was so weird. funny. It was so good. I loved him. He was so funny. Um, and he played it as, as his girlfriend, Rebecca, and it was super great. And so like some people will play as their partner or like uh, a friend they know. Some people will just like download some stock images of a model and like play as a model, which I feel like I can't pull off because people will be like, wow, you look so good. And I'd be like, no, I'm a trash monster i mean what yes i do look like that like um so gotta figure out who i could convincingly play that's not also that's not also kind of already done right so so the goal is to be likable yes yes the goal is to be popular okay the goal is to be popular so we just Mm -hmm. need to think about who's popular who's popular who's popular right now um harry styles is popular right now harry styles is is popular and like right now. i'm not you, saying i should think, play harry styles do you think they like, would buy it if you said you were harry styles uh, i'm harry styles <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oi. i can't believe i'm on the circle <laughs> the american I've, version even though i am not american <laughs> i've taken a break from my successful music career to pursue reality tv you might know me from my hit song watermelon sugar <laughs> No, but like, I'm thinking maybe there's like a Harry Styles-esque like soft boy I could play. I feel like soft boys are very in right now. Mm. Oh, oh, you know what's hot? TikTok personalities. Oh my God, I could play one of the D'Amelio sisters. There's more, there's multiple? There are two, I think. Aren't there two? I've only heard of one. Anyway, they are the same looking. You've probably seen them both and just thought they were one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> anyways, no, I, I think maybe just like be like, oh, I'm be a like, I'm a TikToker. And yeah. no one could, no one could fact check you on that. Like, That's so good. That's so true. Because then they'd be like, I've never seen your stuff, and I'll be like, oh, I'm on X TikTok. Like you're probably not on. Like as you taught me, there are factions. So yeah, like I'm like, like yeah, I'm on crochet anarchist tiktok you've probably not seen my stuff on your for you page yeah but it's a very it's a very big popular niche that's a good Um, idea i could be a i could play as a tiktok influencer with someone else's photos yeah yes you know what people like what do people like oreos are you okay (laughs) so you could just set your profile picture is a picture of an Oreo. And be like, I'm Milk's favorite cookie and yep. probably yours too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people- I think they keep me on because even though they knew I was a catfish just because they were curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're like- <laughs> Oh my God. You know, the, the folks at Nabisco finally created a talking Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> as it has been their dream oh, a genetically yes. modified oreo that, that can speak um, yes what we've all been what we've all been for. hoping for yeah yeah um, um i think that would be that would make you pre- pretty popular yes absolutely okay so we've got we've got harry styles tiktok influencer influencer and oreo mm-hmm. uh, i think those are really good what is my but what is my like what how should i do my audition tape like what should I do differently where should I film it what should I be wearing what should I talk about how should I talk should I use an accent if I'm talking as Harry Styles if, if you're going to be Harry Styles you have to do the accent um but I would say for for Oreo I think mm-hmm. it's pretty obviously just a minute long video in front of, the of a cookie dunking into milk 
<laughs> and just like okay but low-key so- do you think this would work because <laughs> i kind of think it might <laughs> <laughs> the producers would be like that's a buck wild shit cookie on? yeah it was, oh, Kate, was, maybe i should play as a dog oh that's oh, oh that's so much better that's be so much a better Labrador oh my god yes a, like a golden retriever puppy. yes yes oh my god yes i'm going to win yeah because you're gonna be like <laughs> you're gonna be like circle message Bark, 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 bark. Tongue emoji. <laughs> you would, oh my God, you would absolutely win. Oh if my God. With just like a dog profile picture and only dictated barking noises. Oh my God. <laughs> or just like, or, or like, even like you could do the thing where like you do like do asterisks to show like, like you're like tail wag. Yes. Yes. I, oh, that gets so role play real quick though. Like on yeah, like but online I, I forums. Would... <laughs> Astrid think... licks your face affectionately. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. But like it'd be in a cute it'd be in a cute way, not it would in be like great. a Yeah, no, I would keep it to tail wagging and like like puts out paw for shake. Like <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um Yes. Yeah, I don't think that's a good strat with that strategy. That's a really good strat. Yeah, that's a good strat. I should definitely. So, so what's the best dog name I could give myself? Oh. And then, but then in this scenario, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to record my audition as me, but be like, listen, y'all can be in on the secret. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a dog. I'm I'm not actually a dog. Yeah, but it's me. It's me, Rachel Warren. But, (laughs) but. Woof woof bark bark but as woof, soon as woof, I bark, get on bark. that show. Yeah, really convincing. You can barely tell the difference. Yeah. You you need a really cutesy name like like yes. like like Mr. Peanut Butter. No, that's a character. That's from Bojack, from Bojack Horseman. Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> this okay, is what, but no, what if? But we've learned. What have we learned today? If I want to revamp my career, I need to take inspiration from Bojack Horseman and Snapchat. <laughs> so dog filter, Mr. Peanut Butter, gonna win the circle. <laughs> <laughs> clear hearts can't lose oh my god what i should do is i should you know there was that there was a woman who <laughs> wait i fucked that up it's clear eyes full hearts can't lose <laughs> I wasn't <gonna> say anything. <laughs> uh, what i should do is like there was a woman um who was uh she started playing as um, she was a plus size woman and she started playing with photos of like a really skinny model. And then yeah. halfway through the and game, then, yeah. she replaced her um, with her real photos and was like, this is that. me. Like, I thought I might have a better chance of winning. And like, it was an interesting discussion on fat phobia. Yeah. Um, and like, but so like, maybe to take a leaf out of the the shocking reveal book mm-hmm. um i could start as the golden retriever but then i could be like that's not really me and then i do the pictures of harry style <laughs> <laughs> i was worried you guys would recognize me i didn't want you to just befriend me for my fame <laughs> I really, I just feel so much more comfortable with you now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I do it again, and I'm actually Tom Holland. (laughs) Yeah, and then then at that point, I think they'd probably vote me off. But it was worth the ride. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh. Caden. What is your second thing? Madness. Oh, I missed it so much. Yeah, it's back with a passion. 
yes. fiery passion. Yes. Um, mascot Madness is back. It's a segment where we talk about mascots yes. for some time. Um, so <laughs> that's, the, that's the tagline. That's the tagline. We talk about mascots for some time. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> um, so today I okay. want to talk to you about a whole uh, a whole like kind of like a a a niche uh, a whole market a whole genre of of mascots oh okay um and and this genre of mascots are uh mascots that are sleeping with my wife what (laughs) (laughs) what uh and this is a surprisingly big genre (laughs) no 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 i i i'm so confused your wife whose wife where did you find this what's going on just my wife like all these mascots are you'll you'll know what i mean once i start introducing them okay um so the first one the sort of like grand papa of of this type of mascot that is uh that is in my house sleeping with my wife Mm -hmm. um is mr clean of course okay no okay i see where this is going mr clean is always in my house when I'm not there for some reason and he's like behind my wife like showing her how to clean something it's incredibly disturbing it is Um, he's really close to her yeah it's like that scene from ghost and he's like guiding her hands along the Mr. Clean magic eraser yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Clean has a key to my house apparently because he's always hanging out with my wife and my wife is like just chill with it she gave him the key obviously she gave Mr. Clean a a key and he's in my house uh (laughs) while I'm at work and that's so real why is he so built (laughs) why is he so built why is he just fucking where where did he get that sassy little hoop like who does he think he is what what is that (laughs) pirate cleaning man doing in my kitchen oh my god um but so there's uh there's this this ad um that I, I like I looked up some Mr. Clean commercials just mm-hmm. to verify my my fear that he yeah. was in fact sleeping with <laughs> so my wife so you could confront your wife yeah and he he absolutely is Ugh, um but there, there's this, bastard it, <laughs> there's this ad I can't I can't even be that mad about it um you're there, only out of jealousy truly yeah I know but what am I gonna do you know that's why Mr. isn't Clean. Mr. Clean sleeping with me <laughs> <laughs> um but the, the, there's this ad uh, from, I don't remember what year, it was mm-hmm. more recent though. So there's like, uh, Mr. Clean is like, he's dancing and there's this yeah. super sexy song on I remember and, this, I remember yeah, this and ad. Yeah, he's cleaning and this lady's just like having an orgasm the whole time watching <laughs> him clean stuff. Um, and, then, and then at the end, it's revealed that this was actually her husband the whole time and she was just fantasizing about Mr. That clean. it was Mr. Clean. <laughs> that it was Mr. She's clean. like, they get into bed and she's like, honey, can you put on the tight white shirt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. remember the clip on earring like i asked <laughs> babe i've just been thinking you'd look really good with like one hoop earring for no babe, reason you, in particular what do you think about shaving your head though i wacky i know but what if <laughs> like yeah the magic erasers are next to the bed but don't worry about it uh, sometimes i just leave them there <laughs> if you could whisper in my ear and wax on with those that'd be great <laughs> god um, so yeah, so, so that, that's a big one. Um, Mr. Clean is getting, uh, dirty with my wife. 
Oh um, my god. And then <laughs> the, the, the next one. Wait, so can these, I guess? Can I guess who the next one is? Because I think I have an yeah, idea. Yeah. I, I Will that know. ruin it if I guess? No, you, you could probably guess it. Is it? I feel like it's maybe going to be the brawny paper towel man. It's absolutely the brawny man. Yes! So like Mr. <laughs> Clean and the brawny man are. Who are, are the, notoriously at least cousins. Yeah, they're the big two for sure. Of yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> giant built men coming yeah. into my house and just having their way with my wife and it's <laughs> I, the worst way you could frame it but also the most accurate way you could frame this particular genre of like cleaning product or like food mascots that like are clearly targeted toward women yeah. oh my god yeah they're they're striking a weird like lonely housewife sort of 100%. vibe in so many of these and while it's your husband a- is away at the golf course for god God knows how long <laughs> this big plaid man is gonna be in your kitchen while you're wiping up your sad little husband's messes oh my god <laughs> yeah the the brownie paper towel man is an obvious choice Absolutely. though when i when i looked up uh brawny ads the brawny paper towel man in some of the ads is canonically like 60 feet tall like there's ones where he's is like, he well because he's like Paul Bunyan isn't he isn't it supposed to be yeah, kind of that thing yeah. but yeah. like I sometimes he's sized down into like a normal human form the Brian man is yeah canonically in in some of the ads like yeah. like 50 feet tall wow um which is upsetting in a lot of ways in a lot of ways in, in a lot of ways um but it's it's also just like <laughs> how is he in my house without wrecking the whole thing? Absolutely. Without just straight up wreck it, Ralphing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but there, there he is. There he is. He having his way with the wife. Uh, yeah. Um, so, and, and then, so there are some more that I feel like are a little bit less obvious than those two. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of mascots of this type that are, mm-hmm. appearing, Absolutely. that are appearing in my house while I'm gone. I'm at work. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm out on the beautiful greens of the golf course as right. I'm known to do. I'm smacking the dimpled balls. Um, smacking the dimpled balls, I, getting I'm chased young, by wolves. Getting chased by wolves. <laughs> um, so now we're gonna get into some that are maybe a little bit more controversial, but Ooh, they okay. they are sleeping with my wife still. And yeah, I, like I'm and, little, and like controversy or not, it's happened. Yeah, controversy or not, they're doing it. And yes. so the first one is the hamburger helper glove. And, oh. and, and here's the thing is like the hamburger helper he's always helping my wife <laughs> i hate it i hate it so much i hate it so much oh my god but also like you're right yeah he's absolutely sitting with your wife yeah i know <laughs> and, and it's just it's this terrible feeling that i'm being sort of like <sighs> like outsourced by a glove you're being cuckolded by a glove i'm, I'm getting cucked by a glove with a <laughs> face on it and but like i just it's so it, it's it's demoralizing but yes. what can you do honey i don't want casserole and she's like i'm making casserole tonight and I'm one like, pound no, no. one pan one happy wife <laughs> <laughs> uh, god um, so, so the next one, the next one is the Jimmy Dean sausage man. Entirely. 
the, the entirely that the weird, sun guy that weird yeah. sun man is yeah. fucking oh he's always in my kitchen the next morning <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't even leave afterwards no he doesn't he even have the decency the to sneak yeah and, nice. then, and he probably looks you dead in the eye and is like you want you want some sausage yeah and he and he's always talking to my kid too like he's always yeah. he's always like hey little man and, and my kid is like daddy he's like <laughs> sausage man this man how is you... my child okay food for thought how do you know that you are not sleeping with the jimmy dean sausage man's wife <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i think my wife might be married to the jimmy dean sausage man yeah like hot take i think it's not your wife dude yeah i that's I, it may never that may have never been my wife but it's certainly not my wife anymore now and like certainly not your kid yeah. either yeah <laughs> that kid is half son kids not your kid <laughs> I, it should have been a, a dead giveaway when my my son came out of there just glowing and, gr- and with rings <laughs> <laughs> when he came out of there in the little sunshine seat <laughs> so ne- next next one on the list um i I think is the green giant. Like I'm not, like, I was going to say, if you don't have the jolly green giant on this list, I won't write. Yeah. It's not like 100% confirmed, but I have a pretty yeah. solid sneaking suspicion. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. I mean, like he's got that, that secretive little grin on all the time. Yeah. You the just know the he's green giant's another one that is raising my child. Like the, <laughs> the green giant is good with kids and it's yes. just, um, yeah, like he goes to all his baseball games. Yes. And it's weird. It's weird because he does he doesn't sit with us. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I think he's he's trying to like keep up the illusion that he's not sleeping with my I wife. I know he seems to be trying to keep it a secret, but like, yeah, like we like, all know. Yeah, like like my wife and him will they'll always sort of like wave at each other. Yeah. Or whatever, but and like sort of make small talk like they're neighbors or something. But like I know, I know. Yes. Um, but but he really wants to support my kid, yeah. uh, like at the baseball games or whatever. Um, wow, and I mean, like, I appreciate that about him in terms of his commitment to the family. But yeah, like, like, just come out with it at this point. I mean, Jimmy Dean yeah. doesn't even leave. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Dean fucking moved into the ADL in the backyard. Like, no, just thing, admit that you're is, sleeping I've with been, my wife. I've been sleeping in the in in the guest room. <laughs> Um, I um, have an addition to this list. Yeah, please. please. Um, the green M&M is absolutely sleeping with your wife. The green M&M? She is 100% sleeping with your wife. I, yeah. I, you know, that one didn't occur to me at first because I don't feel like the green M&M is always in my house in the uh, in the way that these no, she are. Well, she's better at it than they are. Yeah, I think so. She's I, I think way sneakier. Are. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that, so, that some of the, like Mr. Clean and the Brawny Man like have this sort of confidence that they're like, yeah. they're like, even if you knew, like, what are you going to do about right. it? Right. Whereas like, I think the thing is like the green M&M is convinced that your wife is going to leave you yes. for the green M&M. Absolutely. And so like, she's, she's down with keeping it subtle. Because yeah. she's like, this is good. This is temporary as far as right. I'm concerned. And the thing is the green M&M, like I, I feel like flirts with me a lot. And like, sometimes yes. I'm a little bit like, like, you're oh, like, whoa, like, but I'm married. Whoa, and she's whoa, like, I, I know. I have a wife. Um, and she's like, oh, I, I know your wife. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Rachel, um, what's, what's your, what's your next thing? What do you, yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to talk about, um, something that I think is terrible is that one character who gets picked on all the time and feels sad in comedies. 
Um, and so some examples comedies? of yeah, and so some some examples of this trope are like okay. um, Jerry Jerry Gergich in Parks and Rec, or yeah. T- Toby from The Office, or Patrice from How I Met Your Mother. Like okay. they're a character that is incredibly yeah. benign, um, and yet they are being picked on constantly, and yeah. they are sad, and I don't like that. I would argue that Jerry is not sad. At the beginning, he kind of is. Okay. I think actually, and that's a point. Actually, I had written that down. That the Parks and Rec, I think, does a, does an okay job of growing, growing him and how he handles things and handles himself. Um, but uh, but I just I feel like there sometimes they are an example of some. They are a polar opposite, um, including something that a main character is really insecure about. Um, yeah. But often, but even even when that's going on, I often find this trope just like super over the top and kind of mean. Um, it feels yeah. like it's a lazy phone in for jokes sometimes too but and like uh if i don't know if you were if you were to dig in a little more and explore you know like why do we hate this character are they actually a problem what do they bring to the table that is so hard for the other characters to handle it would definitely become widely and like apparently unfunny and too real it's asking the audience to side with a bully and like bullying is just not fucking funny um it's a little it's and it's it's also this it's kind of boring and kind of one note because there's no complexity in that relationship there's not a ton of capacity for growth because in order to grow that character or grow that relationship the show then has to relinquish this consistent like fallback joke that they've had um which they are rarely willing to do i think Yeah. Um, and it's I, I don't know I just think it's, I don't like it it's a trope that I don't enjoy and it's in a lot of my favorite shows um, and yeah. I just, but it's something that it makes me feel sad for them yeah no that those are a lot of uh, yeah no that's definitely a lot of good points um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think our show needs that character okay so, so uh, I'm gonna start bullying you obviously <laughs> no we need a new we need a new character oh okay um, oh okay that, that we're gonna that will be sort of our our punching bag um, you're right because sometimes like, we you, need you a, fallback a lot of good points blah 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 but like at the end of the day it's comedy and like this is like this is comedy this is comedy bullying is comedy it. says yes. Kate and Cross in 2021 yes attribute that throw it on my IMDb page yes one of my quotes absolutely um so yeah so who's who's our new character that's a great question well I feel like what do all these characters have in common they're usually fairly soft-spoken mm-hmm. uh usually fairly kind people yeah um sometimes overly kind people who are like doing maybe too much yeah um, so I think we need to flip all of those things on their head yes and, and, and so, find so that way it's not the the trope that we hate, but we still yeah. got someone to pick on and be funny at. Right. So I think we need, and I don't think this is the final answer, but we need sure. someone like John Cena. We need to get John Cena on the cast. Wait, I'm confused, but John Cena's like kind of chill and nice. Is he? Yeah, well, from what I hear. Stone Cold Steve Austin. There we go. We can shit on Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> and his fans but i mean like like here's the thing with that that character they're always included in the group you know like they like are they're, but they're like on like... a tentative basis it's always like yeah. they're standing on the outside and they can hear what's being said yeah yeah, yeah. I, I suppose that's true but anyways i think if we can get stone called steve um in in the cast yes, um, yes have absolutely. Him, have him here so yeah so we can just be like shut line. up stone called steve austin <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid you're stupid and that's a worthless idea uh, yeah um, stone cold steve austin not you <laughs> not you your, yeah. your idea is good 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. I would never say that to you. Yeah, not not you, Steve, though. Um, yeah, not you, Steve. Your idea is fucking stupid. Oh no! Oh no! Stone Kid, Stone Cold Steve Austin's crying. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what I think is that when describing this, we're talking about someone who's like on the outside of the group but is still participating in the group. And Caden, I do think there is an answer right in front of us. And what's that? I I think it's our audience. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to start being a lot meaner to those motherfuckers. Yeah. 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 What are y'all contributing to this show? Yeah. Time to to put your money where your mouth is and get shat on a little bit. What's up, you nerds? (laughs) Welcome to our fucking episode of Terrible, where we make your life terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I think it's maybe the audience. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I'm right. So. And and I think that's a bold move that like no other comedy is real except except for the Big Bang Theory, which just punishes their audience constantly by yeah. having them still watch the show. Oh, like I don't think burn. That, <laughs> I don't think there's any other comedy that really uh, that really makes. Uh, yeah, is there any comedy that's kind of nagging its audience? Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know yeah. i think this is sort of bold new territory this is groundbreaking new territory i, I will yeah. say stand-up comedians essentially just berate their audience that's like very that, true that is very much um, yeah that's a good do. point yeah yeah a lot of comedians just like will will bring their audience into the show and be like ah oh, fuck you but it's because um, they can see them i feel like we're breaking ground like yes. we can't see our audience no but it's really um, easy to pick out who are the losers you know right like do we know their names or who they are no but we know they are losers yeah for sure um Um, by virtue of listening to this podcast (laughs) they have lost i don't think i could roast someone i don't think i would do a good job i'd be like your face is it's fine your face is fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you're like a you're a seven (laughs) you're there is room for improvement (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't say you're a 10 (laughs) <laughs> but someone probably would it's just not me, just not me. <laughs> but you're great i love your personality anyway happy uh, birthday we, <laughs> we, we can go on a date if you want to <laughs> <laughs> i had a really nice time tonight I was you. <laughs> jar jar's the other big one <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should just bring jar jar bigs on here yeah because but like I- jar jar er- like there are some characters that do earn it yeah, Jar Jar, Jar Jar, because Jar Jar is honestly the one berating the audience constantly by having yes. that voice and the way that he looks and yes. the things that he does. Yes. Like you hate Jar Jar. Yes. Like as an audience member. Jar Jar and- is a foil yeah. for the audience. Right. 100%. 100%. So he kind of deserves it. Yeah. So it feels good when, yes. when Jar Jar's losing. Yes. Um, when they're picking on Jar Jar, you're like, that's right. Yeah. That's like, right. If, if I were there, I would be doing the same thing. Give that Gungan the what for. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Caden, your third thing. The thing I want to talk about is incredibly specific. Um, yeah. It is something that, that happened to me okay. um, when I was in uh, like the fifth grade. Okay. Um, my, my dad 
made me, he didn't make me, he strongly suggested that I create my own Halloween costume from scratch. Okay. Um, which I love my dad. <laughs> he's wonderful. Um, he's, he's a wonderful man. Um, and I, I think he, he, he just wanted for me to use my imagination on my Halloween costume. He probably yes. didn't want to go. To no, he wanted to inspire thing. you. Yeah. yeah he, he wanted me to sort of like own my own thing, you know, yes. like not to like have a prepackaged, like, Oh, you're a teenage mutant Ninja turtle. Right. Sort of deal. Like, right. 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 Like he, he wanted me to like, I think express some self-expression sure. uh, through my Halloween costume. Sure. And sure, so sure, he sure. was sort of encouraging that. And I just don't think I was ready yet. Oh, God. Um, so <laughs> so I, you... I remember, I remember like I was eating breakfast one day sometime in October, probably. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, what should I be for Halloween? Like, um, yeah. I was like thinking about it. And my dad was like, be whatever you want to be. Like, like, just like create something like, like make something up. And I was like, what, like, what do you, like, that didn't really click with me. I was like, what sure, do you sure, mean, sure. Like, what do you mean make something up? up? Yeah. And he was like, you know, like we have a bunch of stuff around the house, like, just like, get creative. Together, like, like make, like, like make, make a, a character, yeah, make yeah. a character yeah. essentially. And so, and so on Halloween, <laughs> what I came up with was what I deemed so I, I called this character that I was uh, the Blizzard, um, and okay. the Blizzard was kind of a a gritty superhero. Gritty, um, with gritty, yes, with uh, with powers over ice and snow. Okay, okay, cool. By the love name. that. Um, and so the costume for this was uh, a Grim Reaper robe that I'd had okay. from yes. the previous year. Yes, very, very domineering and scary. I like that. Yes. yes. Uh, but imagine like jeans underneath where you yes. can like see the jeans. You can see the jeans and, poking out the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And, and just like fucking white. Because you grew since you last yeah, Like it. white sneakers. Yeah, like the chunky <laughs> white so, so imagine that. Yeah. Like it's not like a super, like, and the road okay. just like looks wonky because like I am in the fifth grade and everything looks wonky. Absolutely. And, um, and like, it's not like the hood like covers my face or anything, but yeah. you can see my like bowl cut underneath it. <laughs> oh my god, a bowl cut? Uh, yeah, I had a bowl cut for a while. Oh my god, I've got uh, like see not pictures. a full like not a full bowl, but like the bowl in like the, the bowl bangs. Yeah, yeah that, those absolutely. were in. Those were in. Yeah, they, they were in. I had them for a long time. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so imagine oh that. Yes. That is just the first component. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I had a I had the staff part of the scythe sure that sure I but had, you can't bring I'd the whole taken, scythe to school i'd taken the the scythe part off right which it was all plastic so like none of it mattered but so i just had like a black uh, pvc pipe essentially okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then i think i was wearing like batting gloves like like for, for like baseball like okay so like the like fingerless some... no they're not no. fingerless they have fingers. no they, they yeah. had fingers so they're just yeah. like these white gloves that have like the big r for like oh yeah on the back of them well you know white gloves because you you know doing frost stuff i'm doing frost stuff and yeah. it, like i guess it could maybe look skeletal but it like not really were you trying to be skeletal i don't think so what was was skeletal the goal and no i don't i don't know what the goal i don't know what the goal was <laughs> you didn't have a goal <laughs> so so i'm i'm decked out in this yeah absolute, totally. and I think that was probably it honestly okay I think that was maybe my whole outfit oh my god and so 
I I didn't put a lot of effort into the outfit, but I did put a lot of effort into the backstory. Yes, tell so, us about the blizzard. So I did I did have a backstory for the blizzard, and it was I will say, I mean, not very good, very generic. I know, but, I bet it's great. But the blizzard is sort of this like he's a hero, but like kind of an anti-hero okay. um, in a okay. in a certain sense because he. Uh, his family was killed by some villain, like his wife and kids, right? Or kid, or whatever, was like killed by a villain. Wow, that's and dark. So, yeah, it's pretty dark, huh? Um, and then, uh, so, so he is like this, like very powerful, sort of like bringer of vengeance. Uh, wow, he's on a vengeance quest. He's on a vengeance quest, though. He, he's like ultimately good, I think, but he's willing to go to sort of extreme measures um, in order to, to yeah. achieve his overall goal. He's like the ends justify the means. Kind yeah, of. Ab- yeah, absolutely. So he's um, kind of like, he's kind of a chaotic neutral. Yeah, a, a little bit. Like uh, he, trend, he trends good, I would say, but yes. he's like, but he's willing to go a dark route. Yeah, he, he's yeah. willing to take a dark route. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so th- this was my character that I had created. Oh and so I got in the car on, oh, the, day, no. on the day of Halloween um, to go to school. No! With, with this, like, you went to school? I was going to school. This oh, was for school. Kaden. This was oh. for school. Ooh. Sweet creative Caden. Um, so, so I'm wearing my, <laughs> my my Grim Reaper robe over the jeans with the white tennis shoes. Yes, and your big um, black staff and your white baseball gloves. gloves. Yeah. Um, and so I my dad drops me off for school. Um, and here's here's the thing about my dad. At no point did he step in. And was at, at no point was he like I, son. Your your dark anti-hero on a vengeance quest for the murder of his wife is maybe not school appropriate. <laughs> maybe this isn't. I think it's probably your dad probably was like, oh, Katie's being so creative. It's so cute. Yeah, like no, absolutely. Like he probably was super down for what you were doing. No, yeah. And he, he didn't yeah. want to like like he didn't uh, want to stifle you yeah, and discourage exactly. you. Like oh my no, god, that's so funny. Thing. So I I and I was feeling I was old enough to feel self-conscious about this. Oh no! Like, so I, so I was feeling kind of nervous and like yeah. uncomfortable about it. I was like, I don't yeah. know that this was like the right I made thing. a, I made a choice here. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't think that this is actually good. Yeah. Um, and so I, I get to school. Oh my, um, my dad drops me off um, and, and I walk into school and, and the first person that sees me uh, says, oh, are you the Grim Reaper? And I say, yes. <laughs> you're like sick all this reaper stuff really came in handy. and then the rest of the day i just Beautiful. said i was the grim reaper <laughs> oh my god flawless that's so funny oh my god caden was like there's a ready-made out here i'm going to take it <laughs> oh, my, I'm oh my god grade. these kids are brutal yeah seriously those kids would them. be that's around the age where kids start using gay as an insult so like yeah. things are gonna get real dark real fast there. <laughs> I, can't, I can't walk into this classroom and say i'm the blizzard oh my god did you, <laughs> what, you did, did you go trick-or-treating in that classroom uh, I don't know. I don't remember actually. Because I was, I'm wondering if you went trick or treating. What you said I, to, I the, kind of, to the people I kind at the of door. I kind of don't think that I did. Oh, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure though. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. There, there's not a lot of trick or treating. Fair where, where you're from. Because, yeah. Uh, it, there's no houses. Fairly um, rural. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I don't. Sometimes we went trick or treating at my grandparents' house. Yeah. Um, okay. There was this. Uh, like when I was a lot younger, we yeah. went trick or treating. I think probably in my grandparents' neighborhood because that's yeah. usually where we would go. Um, 
where I, I was like, I was much smaller. I was probably in like the second grade or something. And I, I was wearing a Superman costume and my dad put on this like sort of creepy mask and I led him around like he was like a bad guy I'd caught. Oh my God, that's fun. <laughs> that, that one that's was really cute. Fun. Your dad sounds like he was into letting you really like, I don't know, fostering creativity for you around Halloween. Oh, for, for sure. Absolutely. That's really cute. Um, but I would say in this, in this particular case. Someone maybe why, could have stepped in. Why did he let me do that? Save you some heartache. Yeah, that's so funny. I know funny. my dad listens to this podcast. Oh my <laughs> Like, why'd you oh let God. me do that? Yeah, what, what's your dad's name? Brian. Brian, listen. <laughs> Brian, listen, I hear you're a really good man, and I don't doubt that, but we have some questions. <laughs> I, I'd be curious to know if he, if he remembers this or not. Can we bring your dad on the show? <laughs> oh, God, oh, my God, please put Brian on the show. I don't think you'd want to. No. Um, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, so, oh so my God. that, that was, uh, that's something that's terrible. I think- it's so endearingly terrible though. Like I'm sure yeah. in the moment as a fifth grader, you're like, Oh God, like, I, I don't know. I feel like fifth grade is a year where kids take some bigger risks and thus have some bigger, like, Oh no. Yeah. Uh, like I cut my hair into the world's most elderly pixie cut right before the fifth grade. <laughs> so like, I did it. Um, but like, uh, it's, it's so it was, I'm sure it was terrible in that moment, but like, as an adult, like, it's so cute. You were the blizzard. <laughs> like, I love that. It's so cute. Like, you made this yeah. whole superhero backstory and I love that. I think <laughs> I it speaks volumes about the adult you have become. Yeah. And I immediately abandoned that. You were like, oh, jump ship on this idea. Whoa. Uh-oh. <laughs> Someone is perceiving me. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh so anyways, um, that <laughs> making your oh own Halloween costume in the fifth grade is, oh, is terrible. God bless. That's adorable. Hi there. That was terrible. And this is Caden. I'm coming in here at the end just to record the outro. Uh, we originally recorded an outro, but it did not end up being usable. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening to the episode. And also thank you for, for bearing with us while we made some changes to the upload schedule. Uh, I started a new job. Uh, Rachel had some family in town, so things got sort of hectic. But from now on, um, we should be back on the every other Monday schedule. Um, so yeah, just look forward to that. Um, and then as always, feel free to shoot us an email at theterriblepod at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to give us some feedback or send us stuff you want us to talk about on the show, um, all of that, you can also follow us on Instagram at our podcast is terrible. Uh, we post lots of updates there. Um, and fun content, just all the great content you crave. Um, so yeah, <laughs> anyways, uh, oh yeah, last thing, um, we are on Apple podcasts now. Um, so if you would like to listen to us there, you can do that obviously. Um, but also feel free to, to review us there. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, all right. Thanks for listening to the episode and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye.